0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive, with Andy and the White Whale.
1: Welcome to the Deep Dive. Let us put an exclamation point on the Super Bowl, Andy. Great day a, yesterday. A bang.
0: A bang Great and one. exclamation. It was cool. It was, if, if you only had last year to compare against two, like we've had way better Super Bowls, obviously. Sure, there's been some very good ones down the stretch, but oh yeah, I mean, just if you want to put it in perspective, comparing it to last year, a million times better, and it kind of screwed up the perspective for me because I kept doing that comparison. Like it actually, it was kind of a sloppy game at at points by both teams. Like it's kind of some some bad interceptions, some bad passes were thrown, some bad tackling.
1: Not like, entirely unexpected.
0: No, no, no. But, Two
1: inexperienced teams.
0: Yeah, exactly. You have two younger quarterbacks. And you know, Jimmy's not terribly young, but yeah, you know, let's say inexperienced. So he sat on the bench for years and you had a young coach and actually that, you know, a couple of teams. A lot of the teams are younger players. You got you got Andy, he's plenty plenty experienced. He's been around the block, but yeah. Teams that haven't been there. And uh, it it did turn out to be a good game. It was fun. Shout out to Demi Lovato for singing her heart off and just record time. <laughs> she just ripped that thing out. She had, Dude, she had somewhere to be.
1: Did not take a pause to take a breath in between stanzas. She, that was an as efficient an anthem as I've ever seen in my life. Uh, even though she held on to brave for, I felt like 15 seconds. I was just going to say matter. that
0: you could bet the brave. that uh, There was a prop brave over five and a half seconds that that word will be held by the singer. And that did cash yeah, you over. It cashed you over. Yeah, by a and, lot. And it's still um, the opening, you know, the opening time was two minutes, three seconds on a lot of books. Still went under by about 13, 14 seconds.
1: Yep. Um, overall, you would say that uh, kind of the quote unquote information based uh, handicaps all came through. Pretty solid for you. It. it was kind of like a pad, pad to bankroll winning day for the information yep. stuff.
0: Yeah, information stuff was good. The under, I mean, you, when you see the steam in an under like that, it's it's usually pretty good information. Last year, the same thing. The kind of the uh, narrative base take for the anthem and Gladys Knight was, she's old and she's she sings, you know, she sings he's pretty fast and I don't know if she has the stamina, which it's two minutes, people. It's not like she had to run a marathon, but that opened... I went and looked. That opened at certain places under a minute 50 for Gladys Knight's anthem. And sure enough, you know, rehearsals came and went, and it was much longer than that. They got steamed up, and she went for over two minutes. So, yeah, information-based stuff is usually pretty good if you uh, can get it in time because a lot of it, if you don't, you're going to be betting – the minus 300, which so is what I did with Team Fluff, and I still didn't care. I bet, a <laughs> of, I bet a bunch on Team Fluff.
1: Did you get any She-Wolf down?
0: I did not. I couldn't find any she I She-Wolf. know, I couldn't either. Um, the, only, the only other – I didn't – a couple of people asked for my props. I didn't have that many. I didn't even end up posting much because it was like, man, I got like two. I took a Coleman under nine and a half carries. That was something that was given to me by someone sharp. Yeah. Um, and I mean that one. That one felt bad right away. Like, oh shit! They give him the ball like, three times. Yeah. What? Right away, <laughs> yeah. he had like three carries. I'm like, oh, thanks a lot, jerk. But no, that came through in spades. He only had five carries, and then my only other ones were the Niners to the Niners to have a successful fourth down, which did not happen, and a rod to be shown at halftime, which. Uh, a little bit for Bookmaker, a little bit of a black eye on them. They didn't grade anything. Huh? Well, they didn't grade anything until like today. A lot of the books <clears throat> are grading live <clears throat> and being ready. Like Bookmaker's a good book. I don't understand that. It took until like lunch today because I'm like, God, are they saying it wasn't the halftime show because they were done singing at that point? Because I definitely saw Alex Rodriguez. <clears throat> but they ended up, they that did cash. They ended up... uh they ended up uh, giving me that money, so props were pretty fun um, it was it was kind of a once you get into this a little more you, you know you look at the game in a different way as far as some of the things we talked about last week you know the um uh, uh what was it last play of the game is a quarterback rush
1: oof that was you
0: know, which, which is ba- you know you know basically i mean it's just a different way of making sure there's no You know, there's no ambiguity between, you know, it's basically the the winning team taking a knee. And the way it worked out, there was just four or five extra seconds and it didn't work out. The game state was there. The team with the ball, the team had the ball winning the game and they just were five extra seconds and they couldn't take, you know, three knees wasn't going to do it. So he had to do the run around and whip the ball down the field. Because, I mean, he could have taken, he could have run out of bounds and it would have cashed. But yeah, he th- for sure. He threw the ball, and so that that was kind of a- he could
1: he could have run all the way back into the end zone, and uh, we could have fifty three points
0: instead of fifty one. Oh, <laughs> boy. That would have been wild. Um, so that was a weird one. I mean, I, I don't even know if we want to get into the Mahomes rushing yards. That's oh beat, boy. That got oh beat, boy. I got beat to death on Twitter already. But if I mean, if you don't know that one, the the th- like I just spoke about the three kneel downs he took took him from over the total on his rushing yards to under for most bets. And that was a big swing for uh, one of the books. Made it sound like it was a really big swing. It was one of their most popular uh, prop bets. They took that uh, for this game. Mm. So yeah, it, it's it's wild when you when you're watching for that sort of stuff. Like just yep. thinking about things or you know a juice check to score two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, it's like That was like, it,
0: that was like <laughs> eight, eighty to one. The new people that took that.
1: Yeah, Kittle uh, over yardage recep receiving yards that was the only big prop play that i lost and i feel like the opi uh, kind of put a nail in that one um and we'll get to the opi in a little bit more detail in a bit um but i had my jimmy g completions over pretty comfortably and i think uh overall um i don't know it, you, you're you're good you're, you know you, i know you didn't really have a ton at stake side wise here um no. so you know, you have to, you know, do police me a little bit here because I really want to, you know, I want to use kind of confirmation bias here and say, like, almost my entire handicap was like, no lead is safe. Like, that is basically what I felt like heading into that game. Like, the Niners would needed to put together an absolute perfect performance and just, you know, have unbelievable, you know, you know, drive efficiency, touchdowns, not field goals, get an insurmountable lead to ever feel comfortable. Like at no point as a Kansas City backer during the entirety of the game, even with only six minutes left and down, you know, two scores, I really wasn't sweating. And there was a point where Mahomes was obviously looked like he had the yips, he was bouncing balls uh, throwing behind receivers, the pick that, uh, you know, was behind Tyree kill was awful. The first pick he threw was inexcusable. Uh, and it was like, wow, Mahomes is finally having a bad day. Um, but the problem is with the chiefs, you know, they come in waves and you have to, you know, beat them for four straight quarters. Like you can't ever let off the gas. And it did feel like, you know, as soon as they found a little rhythm, uh, you know, as soon as they caught a break on that, that big third down completion, um, you know, I felt like it was, uh, that was pretty much kind of the way it was going to play out from that point forward. Um, I felt like a lot of people kind of looked at that, uh, um, you know, f- that overthrow of Emmanuel Sanders uh, by Jimmy G and kind of pointed that like, oh, if they had completed that, then, you know, then the Niners would have won. But I-, I don't know about that.
0: No, There's still, like, mean, a minute
1: 30 seconds left, and you that, can't, you're you down three if you're the Chiefs. Yeah, like, the third down,
0: the, <laughs> the long third down completion was probably the biggest play in my mind.
1: Yeah, same. And it's
0: like you said, and we said this on the podcast, uh, whichever one we said it leading up to the game, maybe even just recapping, you know, the, the championship game weekend, we said, like, if this team is down, like, I'm not worried. They were down double digits in every game in the playoffs.
1: Mm, yeah, it was a thoroughly enjoyable game. Being a Chiefs backer, because you felt like, yeah, at some point they'll get theirs.
0: Like yeah, we, they, and, they were down yeah. double digits in every game in the playoffs. Covered every game. You couldn't even. I don't even think you. I don't even think the teaser covered for any of the teams. Did it? <laughs>
1: Not, I think the late score by the Titans covered their teaser. leg.
0: yep, yep, yep. I think you might be right on that one.
1: You're right. Were, yeah, I mean, it was.
0: I mean, they were down. Yeah, like we said, you know, they maybe, maybe those experiences they had through the divisional and championship rounds were good for them as far as you know the confidence of a team. Like, all right, it's twenty to ten. We've been here. We're fine. We've got these receivers. We've got Patty. We've got the playbook. Let's just go do this, and they did. Like it looked, it looked easy. It looked just like <coughs> a bunch of games where it's like, oh, that. Yeah. When the offense is working, it's not stoppable. It's it's yeah. not something you can just you can put a really good defense against when when they weren't getting pressure to him when he was rolling out, you just once Patrick rolled out and you saw him get some space and you knew he had like an additional two, three seconds, you just Done. Kn- you just knew when the camera panned off to the receiver, it was going to be somebody running back towards him, and he was going to be wide open. And it was like that. That's what you would get. You get a nice. There's a twelve yard completion. The receiver coming back to the ball. When he has that much time, you're, you're toast. So yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't even tweet this out because I don't even know how many people bet on Bavada, but they had live, um, live MVP odds on there, and I was waffling back and forth, and for some reason the The money line wasn't correct at the time, as far as the the Chiefs' money line and the and Mahomes MVP weren't right in my mind. So I ended up betting a little bit on Mahomes MVP, and then the number moved, and I didn't. It did. I didn't get the number I wanted, but I, then I just rage betted it anyway. <laughs> I'm like, I'm taking, I'm taking it anyway. So that was nice. was I didn't think. I didn't think they should give it to the. The running back.
1: Did you look or research or hear what the highest number on the Chiefs was on Moneyline?
0: Oh no, I have no idea.
1: I'm look it up. i guess it was probably be about three 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 to one ish. Do you yeah, see worse so, than that? Do you see bigger than that?
0: I didn't I wasn't really looking for most like I just I was I was doing ball street app too much. <laughs> I was was making, I was making trades. I was having fun with that. I was just sucking down high lifes and watching Mm -hmm. the game. And I I didn't, uh, I didn't do much in game stuff.
1: Mm, Okay, well, uh, a couple of thoughts to riff on what you just brought up there. Number one, I do feel like Chiefs down in any game unlock their true potential. You know, it forced them into their best form, Uh, and you know, for a lot of the first three quarters of the game. You know, clearly, I you know, clearly the, the Chiefs, when they were forced to try to come back in that third quarter, you know, down 10, it felt like Mahomes had the yips, no doubt. Um, but prior to that, they really didn't get him in rhythm. He did, He really wasn't taking very many shots down the field. They were only asking him to throw short, you know, kind of swing passes, screen passes, and he was lacking a lot of touch on those passes. But that's not necessarily his game. Like, that's not where he's the best. Throwing the ball, and so the fact that he was a little uneven there wasn't totally sh- shocking. Uh, the fact that the Chiefs were selling out to stop the pass in terms of their coverage, um, you know, opened up a lot of opportunities for the Chiefs to go with a little bit more of a run-focused approach in that first half. I felt like they ran more in the first half than would that was likely the game plan. What, did you get that same feeling?
0: Yeah, it felt like the game. It felt like both teams' game plans were kind of funny just like not, maybe not funny, but not entirely what I expected. And, you know, we talked about that a little too in the lead up, as far as, uh, you know, do you expect, are we going to see what we expect or are these coaches going to go the other way and say, maybe we have to throw some wrinkles. We can't just, we can't just go do what we have on tape and expect it to be successful. when somebody said two weeks to prep for it, which it turned out like in the long run, Both teams probably would have been the most successful just doing what they did all the time, anyway. Like the Chiefs should have just run their offense the way they run it; it worked. And the Niners should have run the ball more and more often, especially in the second half.
1: See, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I I know your point. I know your your point is fair, but and people were like, "Oh, they went away from the run." Um and criticizing Shanahan for his fourth quarter execution because I think and, and I think a lot of those takes are a little a miss you know, a little lazy, a little oh uh, well he blew it against the Patriots because no, they didn't I don't run get, the ball I don't enough. Think he blew it. And yeah, no, no, I know. But he, like I he like the take the takesmanship hand. the takesmanship I, I you know in the general you know in the general uh sports media landscape after the game and stuff I've heard since then, I feel like is a lot of people drawing correlations to the Falcons' <laughs> collapse, which I don't I think don't, is no, fair. I don't want to all. say
0: that at all. But didn't didn't I? I don't want to say this like this. One thousand percent isn't like a hindsight thing for me at all. Like, no, didn't, didn't you say that during? Like, what were you saying to yourself during that time in the second half? Like, why has the game plan changed for the Niners right now? Why is this the game plan? Why are they letting Jimmy G screw this up? Like, well, I, I think I, like yeah, live, no, no, game. No. I, live game, I live game. I don't want to make it a, a hindsight. This is what live game. You saw night. if they needed to well, be running for more. sure. Like See, this is, yeah. it's what works. It's, it was working the, that one, the one drive they made them look, they made them look like the Packers. I mean, they just gashed them. They had three running backs and they got a, a quarterback who makes some questionable throws and was missing people. I don't, if if you I don't understand why you why you would go one way and then go the other way with it.
1: Can you remind me on if, that if drive that you're talking about what the outcome trust, of that drive was?
0: If you can't trust you, no. just I don't want to go results based at all on any of this. But if you if you can't trust Jimmy G, where you're, in, let's say the the two minute drill where, that never was. Like what is that? What that said to you when they decided not to take timeouts? Like I don't know if we trust our young quarterback to you know do something on a long field in short time. We don't want to take any risks here. If that's, if you're not going to trust the quarterback in that spot, why are you trusting him later on and going away from, you know, going away from the game plan then I just, that it just didn't make sense to me that the sequencing of when, when they were deciding now, you know, now we're going to get away from the run. Now we trust Jimmy, but earlier we didn't like that. I don't, I don't think at all it has, you know, the, the comparisons to the Falcons collapse. And yeah, that is just a lazy take. There is nothing. I mean, it wasn't even close. This is, yeah, a, no. way be, this is a way better offense. Like that's, that's what do, like was just, you needed one more score. You need like your defense was doing all it could. Eventually it was going to crack. You weren't, there wasn't going to be some situation where you got to the end of the game and the chiefs only scored 10. Just, yeah,
1: no, I know. Really obviously, bad. yeah, but no, like, obviously like, that was didn't... the problem. 20 points wasn't enough. You no, needed yeah, to they, know they, going they into that well. game, you needed to be more aggressive. You needed to have a more aggressive approach from jump street. You can't k- kick a field goal on fourth and two in the fourth quarter, you know, the first quarter. Like li- like that drive right there signaled to me a prob- problem. This is a problem. Like the fact that the Niners in their scripted first 15 plays were moving the ball pretty effortlessly on the Chiefs. The third down play call that they had, before attempting that field goal, uh, set up a short fourth down. Like, you don't, don't call the third down play to set up the short fourth down unless you are also willing to go for it on fourth down. And Shanahan, in the moment, didn't have the stones to do it. He kicked the field goal instead. You and know, that everything, was
0: right everything then. felt that disjointed. Right yeah, then, e- that everything, was assignment. Like, yeah, the, the, like I said, the, the sequencing of the plays throughout the game, it's, it's almost like there wasn't a plan. It, it it didn't feel like maybe the plan changed multiple times. It just felt like the plan felt disjointed and, and bumpy. Like, and, and then also, yeah, there was several times that being a good example, the
1: third quarter, not, same, same shift, yeah, third, third, quarter.
0: third quarter, and not being aggressive before half. Like there was, there was yeah, just multiple times where you, you can't, I mean, if you would have seen, and obviously he watched these games, like you saw the Titans game, you saw the Texans games. You can't afford to not be aggressive against this team. And I think that that was probably the biggest part of this.
1: Let's if talk they, about if the they end, get to end like of,
0: 27, 28 points.
1: It's a different game, for sure. Yeah, for sure. The let's talk about the end of end of the first half. Cause because that that was the most inexcusable sequence by far. And people have been making you know excuses for it to the tune of, well, you didn't want to give, you know, give the Chiefs ball back they had their three timeouts you know that okay
0: that's just a loser mentality
1: number one and and there's two problems with that number one okay like if you want to run a little bit of time off the clock like you will have the ball like you can either make them use their timeouts to stop the clock in your last minute 30 drive whatever you do you know or just you know you, you have the control because you have the football Number one. So, why you don't take the timeout before they punt was absolutely inexcusable. No, no answer for that. And then the influence that has in terms of what you're telling your team, what you're telling your offense, I think is non trivial, right? You're basically telling your offense, I don't trust us to be able to get into position to score points here, which is brutal.
0: Yeah. What like, does that do to a quarterback's psyche?
1: What quarterback psyche, we got to go two games back here because they took the ball out of Jimmy G's hands against the Vikings, period, right? And at the time, we were like, yeah, okay, he didn't have it that day, and you didn't want, you know, him making a mistake to take you out of the game, right? So, fine, do it in that moment. I thought it was pretty important for them to get him more involved against the Packers, but they didn't because they didn't have to. But, like, at least in the second half, you're up pretty good in there. Like, get him some reps, get him some confidence, do something. Like it literally felt like Shanahan was waiting for him to make it that first mistake. Chris Jones puts pressure on him. He throws that uh, you know ugly pick in the first half, and from that moment, like Shanahan just looked like he had a crisis of conscience in terms of no confidence in his quarterback, no confidence in Jimmy G. And but and like like if we want to rewrite history a little bit here, I, I mean I haven't actually heard any solid analysis on Jimmy G. Really at all, and in the wake of this, uh, my my viewpoint on him and what you know what the issues were in that game and really his ceiling or his limitations in terms of having a lower ceiling than some other quarterbacks in the league is that he is capable of making the first read with Shanahan scripts him a beautifully, um, you know, a beautifully planned. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to uh, scheme this guy open. This is your first read. He doesn't even look for second, third, fourth reads, right? When, uh, when guys were wide open in that fourth quarter, he wasn't looking their direction. He was going with first read, right? And that so that's that's a serious flaw/slash limitation with Jimmy G as a quarterback overall. Like if it's a good open guy and he, you know, the first read is good, then no problem. You know, completion, 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 high efficiency passing, whatever he was, like what, 16 of 18 at one point, uh, passing yeah, that, the ball. That like
0: the touchdown drive in the second half. Like you you can. That it kind of illustrates boom, boom, well it boom. illustrates your point because it was it was six plays with only two runs one of the runs being you know a, a one yard grind touchdown and the other one being just a you know a two yard off the guard it was four passes and it was a you know a bad a, a miss to sanders deep and then three short passes where most of the yardage was the receivers
1: yeah like those course. those
0: were those were quick first reads and most of the yardage on that drive was uh, in the hands of the, the receivers, making something out of those short passes, running nice routes, getting like you said, getting the first read, getting the short pass off, and then Samuel, Bourne, and uh, eventually check down to the the one. I mean, they're, they're just good. They're good with the ball.
1: Right, and that's so. So you know what you have. Like you need to give him a good first read. And that is what worked to perfection for that Niners team for all of the season, and the handful of times that the going got tough, uh, overtime versus the uh, Seahawks. Uh, you know, there um, uh, are a handful of, of of pretty clear moments over the course of the season where you ask Jimmy G, okay, your first read, we, what we thought was the right close plan A here is not open. What now? And he just does, doesn't have the ability, in my opinion, at least at this point in his career. Maybe all this changes as he grows and gets more reps here, but he just didn't have the ability to go through his progressions and find the hit, find the, you know, find the uh, completion they needed. And, you know, uh, that was the, uh, that was kind of the dis- dis- distinguishing factor for the Niners only getting to 20 points, in my opinion. That
0: and, was the, the tough part yeah. about making the, you know, like when we did this handicap, you know, like you just said against the Vikings, both those games, they they got out to nice leads and the run was working so well. And, like, you have a really good point. Like, maybe they should have got them some passes, got them work done some things, got them some confidence. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, from a 10,000-foot 10, 10, view, it's like, oh, man, you know, like, they just need to run this clock out and get to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't mind them running the ball here, I guess. Let's just, let's just keep doing it. It's working. It's, a, it's like, you know, do what works. What's, what's efficient? If you're a highly efficient running team, run the ball that's fine, but then at the same point, if you get into a situation where you're not playing an NFC North team that's just going to let you do that, <laughs> and you need your quarterback, and you're not going to get away and to, to be fair, they scored more points against the Packers and Vikings than they did in this game obviously, but in a game where you know you do need 28, 31, 35 yeah, points
1: right, to right. feel
0: comfortable even late because I mean, this team scored 21 in the fourth they can they can just pop drives off on you like that and it just you didn't have it you didn't have it in the second half you didn't have him being able to do that against a, a probably defense he should have been able to
1: right and I honestly you asked him to throw two deep passes he threw a beautiful deep ball to george kittle at the end of that first half that I thought was an absolutely egregious offensive pass interference, not influenced at all by my prop play, but legitimately like he got no separation. Nothing about the catch itself uh, was influenced by that, uh, you know, by any kind of handsy, you know, play between the two players or any kind of pushing off. Uh, and so calling that back and effectively ending the half on that note, I thought was awful by the refs. Um, and then you asked him to throw a deep pass late in the game to Manuel Sanders, like, you just he, he he wasn't ever really asked to do that during the season, so I don't know why anyone would expect that he's going to be sharp on that now. Like it, that was just not much. That wasn't part of their success. That wasn't part of how you know how this team really you know was able to thrive throughout the season. So I you know I don't really even think I, you know you need to work on Jimmy G and his progression for sure. You need to give him second and third looks. You know, get, give him the right kind of tutelage to you know, go through his progressions and he can still be a completely fine and effective quarterback, but without question in game, the decision-making by Shanahan, number one, not to go for it on those fourth downs and number two, uh, to, you know, to let all that time tick off before halftime when you're getting the ball first in the second half to boot, uh, I thought were egregious, um, mismanagements of the game state and of what you needed to do to be able to win this game. Uh, and specifically, uh, you know, sending a message to your offense that you didn't trust them to be able to sustain a drive at the end of the first half in a way that wasn't going to give the chiefs the ball back uh, was, was, you know, that's, that's powerful um, negative messaging. You know, when you're in that kind of a moment Uh, and I I thought that was just, it was a huge mistake, just beyond tactical, like just a management mistake. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. You'd had, I mean, there was the interception, which that was what it was, I guess, but the, the first drive and like you said, it did turn into a field goal, but for most of that drive, the offense looked pretty good. Dumb. Yeah. You had the, you had the but nah, I mean, but the, let, let's just go. I mean, drive by drive going into this, the last one of the half, you had a nicely moving offense until it, you know, it got timing at the end there. And w- while we didn't like the result, like 90% of that drive, they looked pretty good. The interception was thrown on the first pass. Wasn't. No, there there was like I believe they got a first down and then he threw the deep one to Sanders for a pick. Right. The, ne- right. the next drive was an eighty yard touchdown drive where I mean they looked crisp,
1: crisp. Seven yeah.
0: plays, eighty yards. I guess what and I understand what can you know the the ramifications of going three and out, giving the Chiefs the ball back and going into the half down seven, but uh, I mean does that really outweigh? the positives of how your offense was moving on all those drives. It was just awful. It, it was, it was really crisp for big parts of that. Like they,
1: they, like, they the even ran the time ball timeouts. when they finally got the ball back after the punt, they ran it and had to use their own timeouts to stop the clock. Like they created a situation. They, they created that they that that was just completely inaccessible mismanagement. It in was so hilarious. Many ways. I just don't city, say
0: Kansas city ended up taking the first time out in that whole sequence. They're like, well, I know. Both, we're yeah. going to, we're, we're going to take one here. And then they ended yeah. up weird, weird. Like they, they called a good play and they had a 20 yard gain, almost up to the 50 there. Mm-hmm. And yep. you know, then, for, and then from there it's like, oh, well now we only have 20 seconds. Yeah.
1: And, and even what, what then they took now? a shot to Kittle and they had it at the seven yard line. Like, okay, well now you've just squandered your opportunity to take three shots at the end zone. And you get one. If they don't call the OPI, (laughs) like yeah, all of it was just brutal mismanagement. I I thought it sent a pretty poor message to the team and the offense.
0: I'm still fine with the penalty.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, why did you have first half under?
0: No, I mean he he clearly like the the defender made no contact. Okay, and Kittle Kittle reached out and pushed him hard. Like no, it was pretty. Like I don't know, you didn't even bet the Niners. How can you like? I don't understand. No, because I'm
1: telling you like he did like nothing about the completion itself was like any kind of leverage he gained did not help make that completion possible,
0: which is which is why it sucks that he did it because you can't not call it. You you can't call a penalty based on the results like, oh, man, he wouldn't have made it without it was still a. Pretty hard push. Yeah,
1: how does teenagers? Kyle Rudolph not get called for OPI in overtime? I
0: mean they were I mean at that point where, he it's the does same get, thing. where that
1: that catch was I know, and that that's s- and off.
0: that's that's the exact same thing. I just said you can't base it off the results of what happened. You never want to base offensive or defensive pass interference on what happened at the end of the play. You right, base well, it, it on the rules and it was me, incidental in hey, my come opinion. On, come on. <laughs> um Jesus. Um the, the hand fighting you had in the Rudolph one makes it completely different in my mind. When the, when the defender is already, you know, making content, whatever you want to call it, there's a good word for it I used it earlier and I can't think of it now. But when, when, the, when the defender initiates contact and then there's some hand fighting and pushing, it seems like they let him get away with that. But, man, when you're one-on-one down the, the side of the field like that, all alone, and you reach out and just push the defender like that, they're going to call that a lot. Like that. He, and you're right. He didn't even need to do that. He would have caught that ball without without reaching out and touching the defender. Like that's a bad play by him because you know, like over, I mean, just what percentage of the time they call that. They're going to call that like 60, 70% of the time. He, he's a big receiver that reaches out and pushes a guy. Like I had no problem with that call.
1: And okay. truth,
0: truthfully, the, the Rudolph one. If they would have called that, like I, in my mind, when he did that, I'm like, that's 50, 50. Like, and it was the same thing. I just said the fact that they were both kind of pushing on each other and Rudolph ended up getting the last push. Like they might, they might review this and change it. But in my mind though, you know, I think they just call those differently when the defenders are already initiating contact. Mm. It did. I mean, it sucked. I mean, it sucked for the Niners because it was a beautiful pass. And like, I mean, your point stands, he didn't need to push.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like uh, the way that, you know, I, I feel like the way it should be officiated both ways. And uh, obviously like uh, there's no consistency at all. And that's the broken state of the NFL officiating that we yeah. live in. And
0: that so does, it is what that it is. Suck. But like, I, I, no I feel like,
1: yeah, no, I feel like. There, there's it, no uh,
0: it, consistency, like you said. Right.
1: Right. And I feel, but I feel like the number one kind of distinguishing factor in my mind when I'm like, that was a good or a bad call. Isn't like, did that meet the spirit? of You know, did that meet the actual letter of the law? Or does it meet the spirit of the rule, which is like, you know, did that defender cause something to, you know, prevent the offensive player from having a fair chance to make that play or vice versa? And that one, it was a no brainer, like the defender was beat and, you know, Kittle made yeah. beautiful catch. So on it. it was a beautiful throw. So,
0: so you don't think they should call holding if it's a, if it's a holding call and the run is to the other side of the field. Like that's, um, where you're, that's where we're getting at. You know, you can't make it results based like that. You've got to, like you, like you just said, you kind of going against what you want to do there. You said you want consistency, but at the same time, on. my
1: guess would be that most holding calls when the run is to the side of the field and it's away from the play and it has no impact. They are ignored.
0: Oh, they, they do call it. Though. I know. I think they get away with that more often than, than we see if you're not really watching the trenches, but you see those get called. And that's the worst kind of penalty. It yeah, sucks.
1: no doubt. That makes but, me crazy too. Sure, No, sure. And
0: that's the same thing. That's where I, I, I don't think I can agree with that because, like you, like you said, I want consistency. I want it called the same every time, and I don't want it called like uh, he, you know, he beat the brakes off him, and then he went, and, you know, broke a rule for no reason. Like, just you can't let him get away with it just because he'd already beaten him in the route. So, but either, either way, that was like, you know, I said the, the third down play, the third down uh, completion by Mahomes was probably the biggest play of the game in my mind. Sure. So like, this is, this is maybe one in one, a,
1: yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. That's like, I, I, I yeah. said,
0: you know, 60, maybe 60, 65% of the time they call that like that if they don't, cause at the same time, if they would have let that go, I wouldn't have been like, Oh, that's egregious. Yeah.
1: Like, just yep. because
0: I'm so used to the inconsistency, man, I mean, that changes a ton.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It really did. And, I, you know, I, again, you know, like there are the high leverage moments I felt like were determined by a couple of bad breaks for the Niners and a couple of really poor decisions by their coaching. Um, the fourth downs in both the first and third quarter where they had short fourth downs in their opponent territory and they opted to kick field goals instead of go for, go for the first down. When you have that offense, when you have that running attack, when you have those schemes, when you're making... You know, when you have the, the Chiefs defense on their freaking heels, like, why in the hell are you kicking field goals on fourth and two? Like, yeah, that was really, really bad decision-making, in my opinion. And I think that cost them uh, an enormous uh, you know potential to win the game. Not that they were to for sure one anyway. Like, like we said, the bigger the lead, the kind of the more, you know, and the sooner that you generate a lead against the chiefs, the the quicker you unlock their true potential to a degree. Yeah. But anyway, almost, I guess
0: if, it's getting a lead is, is always bad. And uh, okay. to, to your point there quick about, you know, like uh, losing high leverage plays or making fewer, you know, the team that made the fewer mistakes, it almost harkens back to the Ravens Titans game. Where yeah,
1: exactly. For sure. Every,
0: every high leverage play was. Yeah. You know every scoring it, opportunity it the Titans against,
1: have, they had a touchdown.
0: Yep, and every time <laughs> the the Ravens had a you know a very important leverage play, like a fourth down, they would not get it or a turnover. Turnovers yep. are two to two here, and I you know it's hard to like quantify like a, this turnover was way more important than that one. I'd say that probably was even out. But, Man, Kansas City had a well. I think there was three fumbles that were all. Yeah, all recovered all recovered by the the offense or receiving player. The Niners had the one on the
1: punt return the
0: punt, and he just fell right on it. Mm-hmm. Mahomes recovered his own, and I feel like there was a third one by. The, there
1: was one where Mahomes got smashed, and the ball flew backwards oh out. Yeah, of yep, yep, yeah,
0: it did. That's the one I'm thinking of. I,
1: I think personally, I think that shook him a bit, and it took him until later in the game until he was kind of you know had his you know had his wits about him again. Anyway last the, question for you, and then I wanna they'll last they'll last question for you, and then I wanna bring in uh, a guest and uh, you know talk a little bit about the Chiefs here. We've spent a lot of time on the Niners. Um they played this game ten times. How many times do uh do the Niners win and how many times do the Chiefs win? Probably
0: six
1: to four Chiefs. Okay. How about a hundred times? Sixty-forty still, or is it fifty-five oh, 45
0: 51-49? I'm, I'm going 60 64. 36. Does that Okay.
1: Up? That, I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. We definitely didn't see the best of the Chiefs until the very end of that game. <laughs> and, you know, there's there are 30% of games where we don't ever see them. <laughs> and there, there are a big, big swap of games where the Chiefs, you, you know, you unlock want, their potential would, earlier.
0: Would but, you ever want to see, like, let's say Mahomes versus Houston second quarter? Like, would you even want to see that for fourth quarters? Like, I'm, at a certain no, point, I'd feel bad for the other team. Like, that would become, better. yeah, for
1: sure. And oh, for sure. By, they're for up sure. by 80,
0: 80 points.
1: Uh, I just wanted to just agree with you that, yeah, I think I, I do think the right team won. Uh, and I do think if mm-hmm. you played this a number of times over, that the Chiefs would win more than the Niners by a healthy amount. Um, and well, what was the closing
0: money know. line? Like, let, roughly, I don't know,
1: like yeah. minus 125 minus ish. Yeah. I mean, we should write that down.
0: I mean, if that's if that's true, and I think that's why we both did lean Chiefs because the the money line, if it is, you know, minus one twenty five, that's saying like fifty five percent of the time. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and I think we obviously we're both closer to 60 year higher. Yeah. Right. That's that's kind of I'd say a handicap over a season. Right. Hope you hope you get it more right than wrong.
1: Okay. Super successful day financially. Chiefs winning huge from a reputation standpoint. I think I did 15 hours of content. I counted it. I did 15 hours of content last week and uh, was awfully confident in the Chiefs in a lot of that stuff just kind of by design because that's how it goes when you make content. You end up having to take a position or you sound you know, wishy-washy and you're not interesting to talk to where you're from and you don't get invited back on stuff. So I think, uh, for just from a just from what my I mean, I'm skin in the game, I was I was extremely happy that the Chiefs came up with the victory beyond just the fact that I did win a good amount of money thanks to them Uh and uh, got pretty lucky hitting their team total too, which was
0: uh oh god, uh, which was what, a gift. I, was, I wanted to like we talked about <laughs> on the last podcast some all Chiefs salts, and I was going to play like a Chiefs minus seven and a half or something higher like that. Didn't play it. Later on in the game, I'm like, "Oof! I'm glad I didn't do that." And then, what's his face takes one to the house. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Oh man. Which, yeah, sorry if you had because I don't know what you teased it with because whatever you teased it with was a bad idea. It was <laughs> open. But, I mean, teasing teasing the Niners was a good was probably a good play.
1: It was, I'm sure. That uh, yeah. it
0: deserved better faith. A better faith.
1: Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's bring in our guest to uh, to talk a little more about the Chiefs. We welcome back one of our oldest friends, one of our returning guests, friend of the pod, and no other perfect guest to recap the glory that was the Kansas City Chiefs first modern Super Bowl. Welcome back to the deep dive. Caleb Gehring. How we doing? Man, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Drew,
2: Andy, it is good to talk to you guys again. Oh, Exciting thanks for joining times. us, man.
0: Are you yeah. in Missouri or Kansas? Because Kansas got a nice shout out last night.
2: Yeah, I saw that, uh, the whole Donald <laughs> Trump tweet. That was amazing. Oh, goodness. Imagine being the president and not even knowing where most of your cities are. But uh, I'm in Missouri.
1: <laughs> so. Uh,
0: Congra- congrats know. to Missouri, too. They just didn't, they yeah. didn't get in love last night. We'll, we'll do it right now. We will, we will say congratulations to the, the citizens of Missouri as well. And I what- will
2: say this, though. The, the beautiful thing about Trump's tweet is, so I, I live in Kansas City, Missouri, but I'm a Jayhawks fan. And so I kind of got the best of both worlds because Missouri, you can always tell a Missouri Tiger fan when someone says the Kansas Chiefs or the Kansas Royals, they will be right on you. <laughs> They'll go, uh, no, it's Kansas City is in Missouri, Kansas is by itself. So you can always find out a Missouri Tiger fan that way.
1: So I kind of yes. got a laugh out of it. Okay. Well, this uh, this pod, this guest spot, this is this is the redemption that was so deserved. We were ac- we were actually way out ahead of this. Uh, we knew the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl about a year and and two weeks ago. Uh, we were <laughs> we were pretty pretty sure, in fact, that uh, it was going to be a Chiefs Super Bowl last year. And we were a, a, a D Ford false start uh, lineup. Uh, I mean, D, sorry, excuse me, a D Ford offsides lining up uh, away from uh, potentially back-to-back
0: Chiefs, Super Bowls, question mark. Um,
1: but, uh, yeah, we last talked to you, uh, it, was, uh, it was AFC Championship weekend, and uh, and I really felt like you guys had something good going. Pat Mahomes, obviously, the future of the league. Uh, and, uh, you know, Andy Reid finally gets his. Um, what is the general state of, of the city of Kansas City in the wake of this uh, tremendous victory? Oh man.
2: It's just everybody. Like I said, it it feels like a national holiday here. It really does. Schools are closing. Uh, We got the parade coming up Wednesday, Um, right after the chiefs uh, kneeled. Well, it wasn't really a kneel. Patrick Mahomes threw it and the clock ran out. Um, you, You heard fireworks going out everywhere. It sounded like the 4th of July. I mean, this place has waited so long for this and you know, when, when you think of Kansas City, yeah, we love all of our sports teams, but it's always been a football town. You always think of barbecue, tailgating, the Chiefs, and uh, to finally get this one off our shoulders, it, it's just – it's like the weight of the world is finally gone.
0: Someday up here. We'll have a parade. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, did, I didn't go to the Lynx for so I wouldn't know. But, yeah, no, I, I've been to Kansas City. I loved it there. Everybody was super nice. You're awesome. So I'm happy for the fans. I'm super happy for Andy Reed. Like I didn't realize that at the beginning of the year, how big of a narrative that was going to be in my life. Like once we got to the Super Bowl, I'm like, I kind of, I kind of want to cheer for Andy Reed now. And it was, it was cool to see somebody who's been in the league for this long, finally get his trophy, especially after some close calls with the Eagles. So good for him. It was a fun game. We were, we, we, Back the Chiefs. I mean, that was our team, so we were happy to make some money off it too. And I mean, going—I don't know what questions Whale has. We didn't really do a prep meeting for this one. Maybe we should have. But going forward, I mean, like three peat, four peat, eight peat. How many Super Bowls do you see before Mahomes retires? Ooh, uh,
2: that's that's kind of hard to to really. Give you just because I don't know how where the Chiefs are going to go with who they signed and everything. This is going to be a pretty big offseason because Patton may be getting signed to a long term deal. I expect him to. Um, You have probably your best uh, defensive lineman in Chris Jones who is looking for a deal as well. And I just, I don't know if they're going to sign him. I mean, he's crucial to the defense, but I can't see the Kansas City Chiefs having their two highest paid defensive players being on the defensive line. Uh, you just got Frank Clark and you signed him to that extension. And then you would be putting all that money into Chris Jones. I can see Chris Jones. I mean, he is, he's one of the premier defensive tackles in the league. He's probably going to be looking around 18, 19 million a year. So you're paying Frank Clark over 20 and now you're playing, you're paying 18 to 19 to Chris Jones with Pat's contract coming up. I mean, I honestly, I think the Chiefs are going to franchise tag Chris Jones and try to use him as bait to move up in the draft or to go get some more pieces. I could see them honestly trading up to try to get some linebacker help in the draft. I don't think that'd be a bad bug. And then maybe plugging Naughty in there. Um, You would be losing a premier pass rusher uh, on your line, but I just don't see them paying Chris Jones and Frank Clark.
1: That's an interesting point.
0: Yeah, that getting, said, getting though, some youth, getting some equity through the draft that way, that's a lot cheaper. What, what, is. Are, that, what I, you know. do they have this year?
1: <laughs> pretty sure it's 30 seconds. Um, so, I, I don't know. Chris Jones, Chris Jones, he felt pretty impactful in not just their run this, this season and this postseason, but uh, that game especially. Uh, he was kind of one of the standout performers from the Chiefs. Uh, from whistle to whistle, I felt like, and some of his tipped passes uh, in oh, that, yeah. you know, in the end of that game, that uh, kind of kept the Niners from sustaining a game-winning, a game-clinching game drive, or uh, or a comeback win. Like you know, Chris Jones was was a man. He was a man out there, and it was cool to watch him play. Pretty pretty cool, uh, you know, a- effort from him to elevate the defensive play overall. Um, but to Andy's question, I mean, what? Let's put Andy on the spot then. Uh, I mean, it was over under uh, two and a half Super Bowls for Pat Moms.
0: Super Bowl's one? Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go over. He's got a long time.
1: Twenty four years old. Yeah, I think it's a, uh
0: it's hard to do, but man, in in the NFL that we're in, in the year of our Lord twenty twenty, having an offense like that is just always gonna set you up. It's always gonna set you up good. Like like Caleb said, it's gonna be tough to lose some defensive pieces and you know if, if you can I mean, let's let's just talk about the scouting department. Uh, Obviously, they saw something in Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if they, you know, that's not to say they can scout every position as well as that. But if the scouting department can, you know, find a few gems in the draft, and they can get a little younger and cheaper at some of the positions in the defense, and you know, build around Patty in the offense, I don't see them not going to going to you know three, four, five Super Bowls here in the next ten years.
1: Well, they did a good job of identifying some talent in Breland, Fuller, uh, uh, you know, Matt, Matthew, uh, you know, they they really did a, a nice job kind of re- restocking the, the defensive side of the ball on the fly. I thought, uh, yeah, Breland, so Breland. no reason, no reason they can keep doing that. Um, I guess let's go back to the game state a little bit. We kind of uh, blew right by that. Uh, and I, you know, my, my general feeling, and, you know, I was, I, again, back, to, back to the chiefs I, to win. I thought, You know, no lead was safe was kind of a fundamental of my handicap. Uh, And so I wasn't ever really sweating it. Like, even down 10 in the fourth quarter, Pat Mahomes throws, you know, has the Yips, throws that second pick. Like, what was was going through your mindset as a Chiefs fan? Were you as cool, calm, and collected and confident that they were still going to come back? Or were you starting to hit the panic button a little bit?
2: Uh, I think naturally as a fan, you you hit the panic but a button a little bit, but it, it wasn't like the past um, Chiefs teams. You know, I mean, instantly I would have thought that game was over. But you're right. I mean, and, and I stated it in in other pods that I was in earlier in the week. No matter what, I feel like the Chiefs are always were always going to be in their strength of the game because. Whether they're ahead or behind, they're naturally just going to want to throw the football. So they're not going to have to get out of their game plan at all. And they didn't. I mean, they're down 10 points with, what, seven minutes to go? And you score in two minutes. And so when you have an offense that can explode like that, and and the 49ers did a really good job of containing the Chiefs offense for three and a half quarters, but they just explode like that. I, I didn't. I sat back and I was like, okay, we're on life support. Like, we need to score now. But once we get that touchdown with Kelsey, I'm not gonna lie, I I thought we had it.
1: So down twenty to seventeen, you're like you're like, okay, it's inevitable at this point. We've got the momentum, we've got the uh, we've got the advantages we want offensively. You know, we dare you to uh, to run off enough time of the clock to keep us from winning this.
2: Yeah, just because I thought that was finally going to be the point in the game where Jimmy was going to have to make some throws to get some first downs, I didn't think the Chiefs were going to let them just run the ball down their throats. And so I liked the Kyle Shanahan uh, play calls to be completely honest with you. He was aggressive. People were open. Jimmy just didn't make the throws. And that's finally what the Chiefs forced him to do. I said before, Jimmy was going to have to make some throws in this game to beat the Chiefs. They weren't just going to be able to turn around, hand the ball off and run these zone runs that they'd love to do so much. Jimmy's going to have to make some plays. The Chiefs forced him to, and he could. So, yeah, I was like, worst-case scenario, I didn't think Jimmy was going to go down, score a touchdown, put the game away. I said, if the defense gives up a field goal, so what? We're scoring a touchdown. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just had that mentality. So um,
1: once we scored that touchdown, yeah, I was pretty confident that the Chiefs should win this. For a lot of that game, it looked like Pat Mahomes was having his first career bad game in the wor- at the worst possible time. Well, what uh, do you think that that it was a direct result of the San Francisco defense being, uh, you know, playing up uh, Pat Mahomes being in the biggest game of his life, having a little bit of nerves? I mean, you know, the, the fact that third quarter he was, you know, throwing behind guys, you know, throwing it at their feet, and, you know, just not making great decisions with the football was a little concerning, right? Oh yeah,
2: hundred percent. I, I think it's a little bit of both because I mean you do you have to remember it's the second year. As great as he is, it's the second year in the league starting. Um, so it's his first Super Bowl. Everybody's going to have some jitters, and then a combination of that. And I think the San Francisco pass rush is just so good that I feel like sometimes Pat felt he was under more pressure than he was at times. Mm. And if there's any knock on Pat this year, it is that he will get kind of antsy in the pocket, um, even if the pocket's clean. He won't step up. He'll kind of look to scramble. And so uh, I, I feel like it was a combination of that. And yeah, I mean, you talked about it. There were some throws, I think one to Watkins where he was wide open on a slant down the middle, completely threw it at his feet. Um, obviously, the one to Tyree Kill was way behind him. He makes those throws in his sleep in the regular season. So yeah. that was more concerning because I was like, OK, if Pat isn't on, this could be a problem. But um, when push came to shove, he made the throws he had to. <laughs> yeah, Do you think uh, are we light, are we over us? That pick,
0: man.
1: Yeah, yeah. The
0: yeah. Both, but you know, Well, I mean, the, the one Boston one and on, yeah, the first pick was like that's not what I'm used to seeing. Like, like, like <laughs> that was, that was exactly was what you said. It's like, path. oh, it, it was like you just said. Is this going to be his bad game at at just the worst possible time?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, honestly, like. The third and thirteen completion to Tyreek Hill, like people have kind of are rewriting a little bit of history on that play. On that play, on that pass, like that was up for grabs to a degree. He just happened to have, uh, you know, his wide receiver got an unbelievable amount of space. Never, we'll never figure out how he, how he was so wide open there. Um, but uh, you know, there was way too much air under that ball, and you know. But again, you know, that was kind of like as soon as kind of that play was made, it felt like Mahomes to a degree. Kind of settle down. It was like, okay, you know we we do still have this we do we do still have the magic in the passing game. Uh, and I felt like pretty much every ball out of his hand at the, from that point to the uh, to the end of the game was a much crisper pass. Is that about your read as well?
2: Yeah, I think so. And honestly, that route um, I, everyone's calling that a duck, but I think it was just a really good ball to Tyree kill. I think that's the only kind of pass that was going to get there. If you go mm. back and watch that play, San Francisco was playing a zone where they were taking away the whole middle of the field, kind of like a cover three. Uh, so they were going to put their safety back in that middle zone. And when Tyree killed bit in, you, you see the safety just turn his head because he had to start running because he knew he had to get to that spot before Tyree did. He was just not trying to give him anything over the middle of the field. And then Tyree breaks back and That's one thing I want to say. Tyree Hill, he's fast, but I've watched him at training camp. His footwork and his route running is out of this world. And when you combine that with his speed, it's crazy. So he gets the safety to bite in, and then he goes back out, and that creates so much space. So there are times where, yes, Patrick Mahomes is the beneficiary of his weapons, giving him space, because Tyree, that's all on him. That's all
1: on good route running. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Maybe I'm being a little too critical of the pass, but it did. It did feel like after that pass, it was up in the uh, air
0: for a while. It was, like it like you like said, it it didn't matter. Like it didn't he, matter, right? Could have he could have punted the ball to him? Like he, he was standing there wide <laughs> yeah, open. Yeah, there was
1: just so much space. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, how about uh, going to the uh, the game winning? The, the I, I guess it was the game winning touchdown, the go ahead touchdown from 2017 to, to uh, 24 20. First of all. The preceding penalty uh, that got them down to the goal line I thought was completely fair. Uh, I didn't think that was a, an egregious call in favor of the Chiefs. Um, no. It was big. <laughs> it was big, for sure. But uh, <laughs> I think oh, that yeah. was earned. Um, and then Damian Williams gets that touchdown. Uh, in the moment, oh, I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a closer call. <laughs> did. Did you feel like for sure they're going to let this stand uh, or was there doubt in your mind uh, as they as they uh, go to review that one? Because that was big. Yeah, it, it was huge.
2: I think if you ask anybody out there, nobody 100 percent knows what the NFL is going to come up with, because we've seen calls <laughs> where we're like, oh, that's 100 percent a catch and that, like, no catch. And you're like, what? You know, I had no idea. The only thing that I was hinged on was the fact that on the field, they called it a touchdown
1: because
2: if if you're asking me the truth, I don't think it was a touchdown. I I don't. (laughs) I think his foot slides out of bounds before he stretches the ball over the pylon. And the only thing that saved that touchdown was the fact that they called it one. And so, you know, they said it stands. They didn't say it was confirmed. So I think it's one of those calls that if the refs marked it short, you couldn't call it a touchdown either. It was just, one of those coin flips and we got lucky
1: am i am i correct that that would have set up fourth in like an inch Yep or that a millimeter was,
0: was, yeah it was, it was
2: yeah thinning. and the thing is i i was watching the game with my dad and i i'm yelling i'm like i don't care if this stands or not you go for it like this is the super bowl you're not kicking a field goal on the inch line with with mahomes in this offense and i'm like just pile forward QB sneak. I uh, everyone's so scared in Kansas City about quarterback sneaks now because of what happened the last time oh, in Denver. Super- but I'm like, <laughs> that is such a freak play. Like, just push forward, be a man, get this touchdown, and let's go win the Super Bowl. You know, you put yourself in this position all year. Take it.
0: Mm. You, want, so- you want to stick up for Damian Williams a little? Because of the like, if you want to get real technical nerd nerd wise. And you know, go go to what he sh- like. He shouldn't have scored that touchdown. You actually slightly, minutely lower your chance of winning the game. You know, from like you know whatever ninety nine point nine to ninety nine point eight. Like if you ju- you just fall on the- fall after you get the first down and do the victory. oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But For like, sure. in what world like is there anybody on this phone call right now who isn't just housing that? Like I'm scoring another touchdown in the Super Bowl. I'm yeah, no, they had three. Like you can't. Like no, that no, would no, never no, go through no. my mind to because I you know, you see, running backs have done it. There are running backs who know, like I'm I'm gonna lay down, we're gonna win this game. But it man, wouldn't I, have
1: been enough though, because they had all three timeouts left. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, That's they, they the only thing have. I was
0: gonna say.
1: Yeah, they had all timeouts. And could you
2: imagine if he did fall and the Niners call all three of their timeouts, we kick a field goal and they go down and tie it, and somehow we like. Oh my yeah. goodness. You, you want
1: to talk about. Yeah, you could have had oh, an 11 point lead, right? Lane. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, I, I thought he did the right thing, but your, your point is right. Like for sure, like I guess game state wise, like I would also. it was, yeah, for, for sure. For sure. And, you know, speaking of like that, definitely helped his stat line. That definitely made it look like his performance or his offense, you know, the offensive output was, you know, was a huge part of the Chiefs getting to 31 points. Um, but, uh, well, I don't know, in the moments right after you know, the, the game is over, Chiefs win, were you thinking to yourself, Caleb, that uh, Mahomes was the clear choice for MVP or do you think there was a case to be made for Williams or even Jones or someone else?
2: Yeah, I, I think it only came down to Pat and Damian Williams. I thought, honestly, Damian had a shot and I had money on Pat to win because I thought if the Chiefs win, like, there's no way him or someone like Travis Kelsey or Tyreek doesn't win it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I get the argument for Damian Williams, but the truth is that one touchdown and that breakaway 38 yards was set up by the Niners having to go for it. And they were just sending everybody. I mean, they gambled and lost. They kind of had to. Um, (laughs) MVP to me isn't really about stats. It's who who steps up and, and makes the big plays. And Pat did that all night. He did it with his legs. Um, He improvised, he made time, he made throws. Third and 15, that pro to Hill. I mean, look, he had a he had a bad game from his standpoint, but he made the throws when it mattered. And to me, that's my most valuable player. You know, it, it's not about the guy who houses the touchdowns or something like that. It's the guy that makes the biggest plays. And uh, I, I still think that's Pat. And that's why it always goes to quarterback because it is, this is a quarterback league. You, you need your quarterback to be good and you need your quarterback to make those throws you know, in crucial times when it matters. And, uh, you know, Pat did that. So I would, I would say, even though there's a case for Damien, uh, I would still have said Pat deserved MVP. That's,
0: uh, that's well said. And it makes me think we were kind of running a hypothetical at the bar. I was at, I mean, just, I, I, I was in the same boat as you, like even down 20 to 10, I'm like, they got this. They can win this game when they scored the first touchdown, I was a hundred percent right there with you. Like, they're going to score again. They need one stop and this is over. But in in an alternate universe, we were trying to puzzle this one out. Like, let's say they, they don't score. The Niners win 20 to 17. I don't know who like I really, really don't know who they would have given the MVP to there. That was a real baffler. Like the only thing we could come up with was Debo Samuel. It was one of those games where, like, I, you know, I bet on the Chiefs. I got some live Mahomes MVP. But like the Chiefs needed to win just to make the MVP like not be a farce because I had no idea who they were going to give it to in San Francisco if they pulled it out. Jimmy Statline was was kind of gross for most of the game. Right. I, yeah, like most I thought st- it was. Gonna, I was, I yeah. thought
2: we were in a uh, we we were going to be in one of those games where because check came close to scoring a second. I was like, is a fullback going to win MVP of the Super Bowl? Like you know, and he's a beast, <laughs> but a fullback.
0: If he, like, he yeah. if he would have got in on that and they would have held on, he'd have probably had a really, yeah, I, had a really damn good case.
2: I think so. They too. Probably would have gave it to Jimmy though because you, he would have added another touchdown. But That's true. That would have been hilarious. Huge check getting MVP.
0: <laughs> it's like I, I wish I followed. I could even remember. It's like that guy, the enforcer on uh, in the NHL that got to go to the all be the All Star captain a few years back. I'm like, I'm like the oh, that was goal. a great story. <laughs> it's it. They remind me of that so yeah 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 we didn't we didn't have to worry about that patty got it done and took home the all the hardware what mm. what a, a freaking collection of hardware he has now for a kid his age
1: yeah yeah um let's uh let's give a little shine to uh to mr andy Reid. uh was yeah. this a perfectly called game from his standpoint in terms of decision making i mean obviously like the you know thirty one points, especially with seven cheap ones at the end, not not the most impressive offensive output. But given the way his players were performing, given the defense he went up against, was this like his masterpiece? Basically.
2: Yeah, I, I think you give Andy an, an A plus. I mean, the thing that I'm fine, I was finally glad to see from Andy Reid was that he wasn't afraid to go for it. Like he finally saw what he had in front of him. I have the best quarterback in the National Football League. I have the best offense, and it's fourth and one. If you stop us, tip your hat, right? But we're not going for three. That's one yard. We're, we're going to make you stop us on four straight downs. And there's so many times it would be frustrating he would kick that field goal, make it three, three instead of seven to three. And, and even though the chiefs got you know a field goal out of that next one that they went for it, I'm just glad that he finally you know grew some balls and he was like, "You know, I got packed. Try to stop us. Um, so I would say, as far as going for it and, and everything else, yes. I think the only play calls that I questioned mightily and it got on my nerves was when it was like second and eight, and it was a two-minute warning in the second half, and we ran a wide receiver end around, um, and we called <laughs> out for like this. six yards, and yeah. then we go to a screen, and I was I was like. This is a screen pass because right when I saw Tyreek Hill motion over, I've seen that play so many times. I said, he's going to fake it to Tyreek and he's going to throw a screen pass to Damian. And the way that San Francisco was lined up, they were ready for it. And I could tell. And right when he fakes it to Hill and throws it to Damian Williams, he's going nowhere. So I was, I was a little upset by that. Um, but other than that, I think, I think Andy played this one right. And I'm so happy for him, man, because I, I've been critical of him as well just because I think there are times where he gets a little too cute. And I still think there are times he does that, but he, he still is one of the best coaches in the game. And the knock on him was always, he can't win the big one. Well, now he finally has. He's a sure Hall of Famer now. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I couldn't be happier for him. It does is feel that, like uh, karma. Going t-
0: or the Going for it on fourth early, like that felt good. As a Chiefs backer. Even as just somebody who wanted the Chiefs to win, like the, like you're right, that felt like something that he wouldn't. Maybe even earlier this season, that wouldn't have been an automatic goal. Like you know, yeah, when, when you see the, when you see the Ravens in that situation, it never even crosses your mind. Like oh man, maybe maybe they'll kick this. Then like when they went for that, that was that felt really good because it it feels like they're going to get that so many more times than they aren't. And there, it's just the expected points added by going for those fourth downs with that offense. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if they know how good they have it and how many <laughs> times they should go that. Speaking of – I, think I, uh, I think
2: I credit Andy more so in that situation too because you have to think, like, if you are Andy Reid, you're in the Super Bowl, you're in the biggest game, and and a game that you've you've said you can't win – and now you're in the mindset of, okay, if I don't get this, I'm going to get like crushed for it. Because as sad as it is, it's all about results. It, you're the smartest guy on the field if it works, but you're, you're the dunt if it doesn't. And even though all of us here would agree, going for it on fourth and one with that offense is the right move. If he doesn't get it, you know, it, then everybody's like, oh, that was stupid. And that could have cost you the Super Bowl. He's under so much heat and that's why i give him the credit because he was under so much pressure and he still made the right decision. So i think now finally that this whole weight is off his shoulders. He can move on and he can kind of open things up going forward too.
1: Dude, they were blessed all freaking all freaking playoffs. Like even getting the 2 seed. Like it really felt like they were playing with house money to a degree because instead of having to go on the road and do things yourself, uh you know, you you know, you got to host both of your playoff games after a bye. Um, bye helped you get Chris Jones healthy. Um, you know, you had a would you were down 24 points in your first game and you come back and win comfortably. Like there were all, you know, there were a lot of things that broke right for the Chiefs that I think uh, opened them up for, uh, you know, for this, this epic run. And I agree, like, you know, to a degree when that changes your mindset a little bit and you're not pressing as much because you, you know, things are just, they are working out for you. Um, then you can kind of find your most dangerous form, which is a lot of what we I felt like we saw from the Chiefs in this playoffs. Which you know I, I don't know if we would have seen it otherwise. Uh, and I don't know what was the you know the arc of the season. Did it feel like the Chiefs were always going to be able to do this this season, or does you know was this a little little bit of a, a surreal feeling that that you're champions at this point?
2: I think honestly, I think the moment when I thought we had the championship was was when the Patriots lost to the Dolphins. It because it, it is one of those things. It's like it feels like everything, like you said, was going for us. And and it's like, okay, I, I knew the Ravens were going to be a tough matchup and I actually thought they were going to be the toughest matchup for the Chiefs. Um, so thank goodness we didn't have to play them. But like you said, I I went to okay, so I went to the game in Nashville and I watched the Chiefs blow a lead to the titans which oddly enough helps them down down the road right because if we beat the titans the titans don't get in the playoffs they don't beat the ravens we don't set up a game where we have to play and the patriots (laughs) lose to the dolphins so in a weird way us losing to the titans helped us because it removed the Raven. Like, it's so weird to go back throughout the season and look <laughs> at stuff like that. But everything's set up. for And so
1: I after that happens,
2: about this. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're, we're good. And so I thought going into that game, I said, every time I come and watch the Chiefs on the road, they choke. This one was the best choke of all because it helped swing the Super Bowl in a way. It,
0: <laughs> it's crazy. I feel I feel bad because somebody came to me in in a, like a DM. I want to say maybe with two or three weeks left, and they were looking at Chiefs futures, and they said, "What do you think of this price?" And I said, "Man, it's going to be so hard for them." I'm like, you know how many things are going to have to shake out for them to get a, a buy, I said, basically, like, if you're betting this, you're basically you want to take that number saying you think m- maybe something weird happens this week or God forsake, like the Dolphins beat the Patriots in two weeks and and we see them slide to the buy. And, I mean, it, it was improbable. I just didn't love that number at that time. And I, I think I talked him out of it. And then, of course, everything just shakes up perfectly and they end up, they end up with the two seed. It was uh it was super wild and like when that happened, women I we said that right away. Like this is this is big. Like Kansas City is in a great spot. We thought we were just gonna get Kansas City Baltimore for all the marbles and winner beats somebody up in the in the Super Bowl and yeah, obviously the playoffs were a freaking wild card, a wild card mess for the most part. All kinds of stuff happened, but it was cool that uh, it was cool that it did work out for them after they got their bye.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was meant to be. It did. It had a lot of that feel. Um, (laughs) The
0: Dolphins winning a game, man. uh, Yeah,
1: it's crazy. It's crazy. The Dolphins don't. uh, If the Dolphins don't pull that off, and you know the Chiefs have to go take care of business against the Patriots themselves. uh, Number one, I guess. For actually, no, shoot, man. That that you know, yeah, yeah. If the Chiefs have to take care of the. Yeah, uh, the Patriots themselves on the road, and then the Ravens themselves on the road. Um, yeah, it's uh, the the win probability likelihood is like so different from how it actually played out, which is pretty cool.
0: Oh yeah, we're not talking to. I don't know if we don't have any friends in Baltimore. We're 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 interviewing Cake Boss now instead of, instead of <laughs> only, it's the only Baltimore person I can think of. The people on the wire weren't real people.
1: No, they weren't. Um, yeah. It was uh, it was all meant to be. Um, Okay, so going forward, uh, should the Chiefs be Super Bowl favorites next year?
2: Yeah, I don't see why not. I I mean, I think if you look at the division, you always have to look at the division first, because that's going to give you your real indicator of almost, you know, I mean, they're playing the most games in their division. I think the Broncos are going to be better, but I still don't see them winning a game against the Chiefs next year. Uh, I can never figure out Oakland. I just always think they're going to be bad because I think they need to move on from Derek Carr. Never um, heard of him. Nope. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I don't, so you got Derek Carr. I think Drew Locke's better than Flacco. Um, so I, I do like the Broncos, and I like I was high on them um, this year to, to finish second. And then the Chargers, I, I never know. Like The Chargers are that team that I can never figure out in the division because they're – as far as their roster, they look really good. And then they always play so poor. Um, and I, I guess a little bit of that is because they don't really have a real home field advantage. But still, I mean, that roster, at least defensively stacked, uh, even offensive weapons are good enough. It's just Phillips decline. And I know he's gone. So who's going to be your quarterback? I think the Chiefs win the division. Um, I think they're going to be one of the top two seats next year because I don't think the Patriots are, are going to be good. And uh, I think you're looking at maybe Baltimore-Kansas City next year. So yeah. um, we might get the matchup we figured we were getting this year.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, all your points are super sound. Baltimore's got a way tougher road to repeat 14-2. and two, That's for sure. Presumably Big Ben comes back. Pittsburgh is stacked on defense. Um, who knows what we get from the Browns? Who knows what we get from Joe Burrow? I'm uh,
0: uh, quietly and, bullish on the Browns next year.
1: Well, the you see the prices? Some of the prices don't look great for Browns. No. I got to tell you, um, what and are the prices? I haven't even like, seen them. It's like thirty to one win Super Bowl, like like in like really in like, the same kind of price tier as like the Eagles for like somehow. Wow. I, I have, I have right. no clue. Um, but the uh, but yeah, you know, like you know, I'm, you know, we don't know what the the Chargers are going to do with quarterback, but I'm, I'm sure Anthony Lynn can figure it out, right?
0: Right. Hey, yeah.
1: <laughs> Anthony Lynn signed First up long term. Yeah, Las Vegas Raiders. I'm sure they'll have it all figured out with whoever they get a quarterback next year. If they bring back Carr, yeah. my goodness. Um, and, and the, uh, the, two favorites,
0: yeah. the two favorites for uh, Tom Brady to sign right now are both in that division.
1: He's gone back to the past, isn't he?
0: They say he's done. Yeah, okay. Did you
2: see there was somebody that was trying to make an argument about bringing uh, – what was it? Somebody – from the Cowboys side, was trying to make an argument about bringing Derek Carr over and letting Dak go, so they would like just because they would be saving some more money.
0: Yeah.
2: I see. I, I, uh, oh my goodness,
0: that's yuck. not a good plan.
1: Yuck! 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 yuck. yuck. Um, okay, well, I think you're right. I think the Chiefs probably have the cleanest path to the one seed in the AFC next year, Um, and that. Right there and there makes them, the, you know, the likely, uh, likely Super Bowl champs. Pat Mahomes clearly, you know, ought to be in the conversation for MVP next year. I would expect with a full healthy season, uh, you know, he gets back to his MVP form from two seasons ago. Um, so why not? Why not do it all again? Why not run it all back? But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, you got the got parade coming up. You going to You're gonna go to the parade?
2: Coming up. I am. Um, It's going to be, it's really not going to be too early as far as the price starts. It starts at 1130 and then you're going to have it ending at union station at 130 and you're going to have, you know, all the players get up and talk and stuff like that. But I'm actually heading out there pretty early. I'm trying to get out there like 637 AM because they're expecting one to one and a half million people out there. And uh, I went when the Royals won the world series in 2015 and that was half a million people. And let me tell you, it was insane. People were literally getting out of their cars on the highway because they couldn't find where to park. And we're just walking the rest of the way. Um, I don't know how I'm going to navigate my way through the town, but uh, you know, we'll see.
1: Hmm. Well, that sounds good, man. Uh, any final thoughts you want to put on the cherry on this, Andy, and we can get this up for the people.
0: No, I'm uh... I'm all taked out on the NFL. It's XFL season now, guys. Full pivot to the XFL. No, it was a fun year. Again, like we said, we both made some money. We made some friends. We had some laughs. It was a fun Super Bowl. And, and yeah, we're going to get into right back into football here soon as we start talking combine. We'll start talking draft. And before you know it, it'll be summer. We'll be doing previews again.
1: I love it. Well, Caleb, thank you for joining us. Congratulations oh, yeah. again on the Chiefs' brilliant run, title run here. So fired up for everyone who has been uh, living the uh, you know living the heartbreak that has been Chiefs playoff hopes over the last twenty years to finally get uh, uh, maybe longer than twenty years, right? Thirty years. The, yeah, the, the Chiefs have had a long road of uh, of not uh, um, you know not fulfilling their true potential, and now. Here finally the surprise of surprise years uh they uh, they get it done Andy Reid monkey off his back Pat Mahomes crowned as the next you know number one you know top threat in the NFL it's all it all came together in spectacular fashion so congratulations and uh best of luck this off season and we'll talk to you again in the summer
2: yeah hey guys appreciate you having me on and uh go Chiefs Let's, let, you know it's maybe maybe kind of like LeBron not one not two not three we'll see how many we can go but uh yeah man I'm, I'm just gonna enjoy this one and uh head into the off season uh seeing what we can do but thanks for having me on again guys
1: good yeah, deal
0: thanks a lot man go get some rest all right